In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Let's bow. God, we thank you so much for every blessing. We thank you for the word we have to look at tonight. Pray that you would help me as I teach. Please, God, direct me to everything that needs to be said. Help us to gain a better understanding of what it means to have been created in your image and in your likeness. And, Lord, I pray that we can make some application uh, for that tonight. Thank you so much for everything that you have done. Uh, We thank you for the praise reports that we've heard tonight. Thank you um, just for everything, every way that you've been working in our lives. Uh, we do lift up every uh, every request that was made, every concern on people's hearts, and um, just pray that you take care of each and every one of those. Help us, Lord, as we uh, look into your word. Help us to focus only on you and only on what uh, you would have to say to us tonight. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right, we are still looking at uh, the beginning of the world. Uh, we're talking about man being made in his image. Over the past few weeks, we've been looking at... Uh, the creation of the universe, and we last week went through the six days of creation. I uh, went ahead and, and we just got on through those uh, those days of creation. But I think we learned a lot about uh, you know what was happening, what was going on there. We stopped last week with the creation of man, though, and I told you that this week we would be looking at uh, at the fact that we were made in His image and made in His likeness. And so we are considering verses 26 to 27 and what it means to be made in His image and likeness. Now, so I ask you, uh, before we get too far into this, what does it mean to be made in God's image? not looking for a right or wrong answer, a particular answer. I'm just looking for your thoughts on that, okay? So don't don't feel like you have to say a certain thing. What does it mean to be made in God's image? Made in His likeness, okay. Any others? Made in the image of God. Okay. So to be made uh, in mind, body, and spirit like God is. Okay. Very good. Any other thoughts on what it means to be made in God's image? And we can live eternally. All right. And know that the rest Mm hmm. And when God chose to come to earth, he came to earth as a, as a man. As a man, right. Absolutely. Any other thoughts on being made in his image? Between the two, was God just saying the same thing twice, or is there a difference between me being made in His image and being made in His likeness? Any thoughts on that? An image is what we see. Okay. A likeness is what we sense. Okay. All right. Good. Any others? An image is a lot like a shadow. Any other thoughts on that? All right. Well, that's what we're going to try to uh, to look at tonight: the difference between uh, his image and his uh, likeness. So, 
I hope by the end of the message you'll be able to tell me what it means to be made in his likeness or his image and what it means to be made in his likeness and what the difference is between the two, okay? So pay attention. Now, we are, first of all, we are made to represent his image. Uh, and we find that, let's read that verse again. In verse 26 it said, uh, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. But the first thing he said is, let us make man in our image. Okay, so let's, let's talk about what it means to be made in his image. Now, if we remember, let's, let's go back just for a little bit and, and consider some things, kind of recapping a little bit. Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We talked about what that means. Uh, meaning that before anything was, that God already existed. Uh, we know that God decided to create the universe. He uh, designed the universe in his mind. He had everything uh, planned out exactly how it needed to be. And, you know, it's easy for us just to, to think, okay, well, he planned out. He would make an earth and everything. Uh, but just take one plant and think about all the design and all the the thought that had to have gone into that. Think about things like DNA and, and stuff that we're able to study now that people haven't in times past. And, I mean, the more we get to studying the creation, the more we, we realize that, I mean, it's, it's complex. It's, you know, there's a lot to this. And it had, it had to have been designed that way. There's no way it could have just happened to, to be like that. And so God, He designed everything. In His mind, He got everything, uh, you know, exactly like it needed to be. Of all the wonders of the universe, he chose to make earth. Uh, for the earth to please God, to make a solar system, to divide land from water, to make the birds, fish, plants, and animals, as we find there uh, in, in Genesis chapter 1. We know that God spoke the word, and by the power and authority of his voice, all things were made. And even after all the amazing things that God created, we find that he chose to make one more thing, one more creation, which would be the crown uh, of his creation. And that, of course, is us. It's, it's mankind. And, uh, and we were, uh, I guess you could say, the central focus for everything else that was made. Uh, not that everything was made for us, because all things were made by him and for him, right? I mean, the Bible tells us that. But man was a special creation. Man was something that, uh, that God would love and that he would have a relationship with. He would place us here on this earth. And so everything on the earth is for us, in a sense, in that sense. It's for us. Uh, in other words, we're not here for dogs. Dogs are here for us, right? You know, we're not here for deer or fish. They're here for us. And, uh, you know, they're food. Well, not the dogs, but the other things are food, you know. So maybe in some places the dogs are food, but um, everything that is here is made for us. So we are a special creature. We, we are something uh, that, is, that is a precious treasure to God. Now man, we find in this verse, was made in the image of God. The word image means an outline or representation of the original, or as Brother Randall said a little bit earlier, it means a shadow of something else. Now, I, I brought this up uh, just for an illustration. Some of you may be looking, wondering, or some of you may not even notice it's there. Uh, but this is a, uh, it's a model of what? Of the tabernacle, right. Now, is this the tabernacle? No, right? If it was, the real tabernacle, then 
They must have been really small in Bible times, right? So this is not the real tabernacle, but this is a model of it. And it's a very good model of it. You can look and if you were able to look through here, I mean, it's got everything that the scripture talks about. It's all in here. We can take this off. Uh, it's got all the different skins, uh, you know, things that would represent all the different skins that were put on the top. Uh, you look inside, it's got the table of showbread. It's got the menorah. It has the uh, Ark of the Covenant, the veil that's between the two uh, sanctuaries. And in the, even in the Ark of the Covenant, it's got uh, the broken tablets. It's got the manna. It's got, you know, all the arid rod, the bud. All the stuff that you would read about in the tabernacle that they had back in Bible times, you'll find right here on this model or this representation of the original. Now, I think something that's very interesting is, is that uh, Hebrews, the book of Hebrews tells us that even the tabernacle that was there, the tabernacle that Moses had built by, by the Israelites, that tabernacle that they went in to worship God and where His glory came down and, and all those things, the book of Hebrews tells us that that was not the true one, but was a figure of what was in heaven. Right? And so even there you have a, a smaller scale, a smaller representation of what was in heaven. Alright? Well, in the same sense, in the same sense, we have been made in the image of God. We have been made to represent God here on this earth. So that's what it means. When, when, uh, when somebody asks you, what does it mean to be made in God's image? It means that we are representations of Him uh, on this earth. Man was created and designed differently from every other creature that was here. Uh, we were made in the image of God. Now one thing that's already been pointed out uh, in, in, whenever I asked that question a while ago, uh, when we say that we were uh, designed differently from every other creature on earth, of course, uh, you know, every creature that we know, every animal, uh, you know, of course the plants, so every animal has a brain, uh, it has a body, you know, and it, it can think to a certain degree. Uh, they, they do have, in a sense, their own language and, and things like that. But I want you to think about the intellect that, that a person has. There's no other animal on this earth that even, even comes close to comparing to the intellect that man has. Uh, we don't always show it, but we've been given a, a different intellect than any other animal. Even the, uh, the primates, you know, our cousins, the primates, uh, you could take the smartest monkey alive, and yeah, he'll be able to do some things, but th there's no comparison. We're, you know, we're, we're not anywhere close to even being kin uh, to, to, uh, to a monkey or to an ape. And uh, so we know, I mean, we know that there's a difference. We know that uh, we have been made in, in God's image. We've been made differently uh, in, in, in intellect. Of course, our, our bodies are different than any other animal that's on the earth. We look uh, different than any other creature. And, of course, uh, the, the thing that was pointed out earlier is, uh, is that we also have a, a different aspect to our lives that no other creature has, and that is uh, a soul. A spirit, and so uh, there are other creations in the in the world in the universe uh, that do that are spiritual, but they don't have bodies, right? Angels angels are spiritual beings. They have minds. They can think. They are spirits, but they don't have physical bodies like we do. So we are the only creation in in all creation. We are the only one that is mind, body, and soul all wrapped up into one. And so in in that way. Uh, you know, we are made in His image. We're designed different from any other, any other creature. So we were made to represent Him in three ways. We were made to represent Him intellectually. 
We're made to represent Him in authority. What do I mean that we're made to represent Him in authority? Who's the king over all the earth? The lion? Or God? God's the king over, earth, or over all the earth, is it not? Alright, but notice what he says. He says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them have dominion. What does the word dominion mean? What's that? Power, okay, power. Let them have power, let them have authority, let them have rulership over all the earth. It says, notice what, what all things were to have rulership over. It says, over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the cattle. What did we say the cattle was last week? Is anybody paying attention? Domestic animals, right? Over the cattle, over all the earth. All the earth. Plants, all those things considered. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. What was the creeping things? Wild beasts and, and you know, everything that's, uh, that's involved in, in the creeping things. Actually, I may, have, I may have said that wrong. The creepy things, we, we talked about that too, but it didn't say the beast. That, and God said, let us make man in our image uh, on down. It says in, in verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And so we were given rulership. We were given authority over everything that is here on the earth. So in that sense, we represent God here uh, on this planet. And then, of course, we were also made to represent Him spiritually as well. Out of all the physical creatures that are here on earth, we're the only one that can worship God in spirit. The only one that's, that's been designed or created to do that. And, uh, and so we were, we were made to represent Him in all three of those areas. Our purpose as people today is still to represent God. Listen, this world needs us to represent God in everything that we do. I recently, uh, some of you know that I, I, I started going to a gym uh, a couple weeks back, and I've been going every single day. Uh, last week, I was, I was working out, just kind of piddling around doing my own thing, and uh, there was another guy, he was looking over there at me, and, uh, you know, I was on the leg press, and, man, I had a whole bunch of weight on there. I was, man, I was looking good in that gym, you know, pumping all that weight and everything. And uh, when I got up, I, w- I wasn't really paying attention, but I saw, I saw a movement, and when I looked over there, he was going, come here. And I got over there, and he said, what are you doing with all that weight? And I said, well, I was just, you know, working out. I wasn't trying to impress anybody, but I guess that may have been how it looked. And he said, he said no, he said... You need, you need to bring it down some. And so we got to talking and everything, and then he invited me. He has another guy that he works out with, and uh, he invited me to start working out with, with this, you know, this group. And, uh, and so every morning I've been going up there. I've been working out early. And, of course, one of my goals is to work out you know, and, and to get in better shape. But one thing that's been on my mind ever since I got started is I, I want to lead these fellows to the Lord. And I haven't talked to them. I know, I know that they're not saved and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, one thing that I pray about, I, I usually walk up to the gym in the mornings, and, and one thing that I pray every morning as I'm making way up there is I'm asking God to help me represent Him in, in a good way. You know, help, help me to, to show Christ through my life, help Him to see you and me, and, and things like that. And, and that's something that I pray for every single morning. And, uh, and that's what I'm saying here is this world needs us to represent God. 
you work with people. You have coworkers that, uh, that you sit beside at work, uh, people that, uh, that you come in contact with every single day, even your boss, you know, people like that that you just work beside or, or you see from time to time. Uh, when you're up at the store, you know, there will be a lady at the counter that uh, you'll see every time you go into Walmart and things like that. And, and something that needs to be on your mind that you need to be praying about every time uh, you go to work or every time you're going to be in contact with other people is, is to pray that God will help you to represent Him. Amen. To help you, uh, you know, show Christ through your life. Uh, that's what we all need to do. And that's why we're here is to represent God. As we stand in this world, we are to represent God in the way that we think and the way that we do business and in the way that we serve and worship Him. And we do. I want you to understand that. As God's people, we represent God in everything that we do. The good and the bad. So keep that in mind. You, you know, you, you may not pray for God to help you be a representative of God uh, when you get to work, but you are. You're going to be a representative of Him. And, and they're going to look at you and they're going to hear about you talking about going to church and, and things like that, and they're going to kind of wonder, okay, well, all right then. You know, you're going to be a representative of God in some way. Now, one thing I want to point out is, is that as people, as human beings, every one of us are made in the image of God. Every single one of us has the capacity of mind, body, and spirit. But there was a problem. What was the problem? Then. Then was the problem, right? When we when we sin, that relationship, that spiritual relationship that we had that linked us between uh, or that link between us and God was broken. All right. So there is a world full of people, uh, somewhere around seven billion people on the earth right now, and every single one of us are created in His image. We are created in His likeness. We are made to represent Him on the earth, but not all of us represent God the way that we should. There, there. Billions of people on this earth that do not know Christ as Savior. And so they are made in God's image, but the image is marred to a certain extent. But through Christ, Christians like us, through Christ, we have been brought back uh, to God. That, that spiritual brokenness has been, uh, has been mended back together. And, uh, and we are, we can be exactly what God has created us to be. Now, of course, sin uh, in our physical body, that's still going to be a problem until we die. Uh, but still yet, those of us as Christ, we ought to know what our image is. We ought to know what it means to be made in His image and what it means to represent Him on the earth. If anybody is going to represent God, it needs to be His people. Amen. right? So that, that's just what I'm getting to. Okay. So my question to you is, how are you representing God to the world? What kind of representation are you? Now, the second thing that he says, he says, let's make man in our image and in our likeness, okay? So we're, we were to represent his image, but we are made to resemble his likeness. Likeness means, uh, the word likeness just means to have similarities between one thing and another, uh, to resemble something. You know, if I, if I see someone and I say, well, they, they resemble somebody that I've seen before. You know, we've all, everybody has a twin, you know? And we say, well, they, they resemble somebody else. It means that there are a lot of similarities between that person and another person. They're not repre representatives of that person, but they resemble them. There's, there's some likeness there. A son will naturally resemble the marks or the signatures of his father. Uh, you know, you can look at a, 
uh, at a sign, and you can see uh, his face. And there, you know, you, you can a lot of times you can pick out a lot of similarities between him and his father. Now, I didn't ask Alan if that was his dad, but I think I have to. Do I? You see what I mean? We got three generations right there. And, uh, I mean, you can see the marks. You can see the, uh, the resemblance in all three of those men. And one young man, right? A son, like you said, will naturally resemble those marks. Uh, he will resemble his physical features. And not only that, but he'll also resemble his characteristics as well. Now, I, I never had the privilege of meeting Brother Cowan's dad, but he's talked about him. Uh, quite a bit to me, you know, and, and uh, he'll, he'll tell me sometimes some of the jokes that his dad used to tell and, and things like that. And, and when I hear about his sense of humor, I see a lot of that sense of humor in, in Calvin as well. And the funny thing is, is that, uh, you know, Kyler won't tell me jokes that his dad tells or anything like that. Uh, but just some of the, the witty stuff he says and, you know, things like that, his characteristics, his, his personality, uh, it resembles his dad, you know, a lot. And so I could see those marks. I could see those characteristics uh, of resemblance between uh, even Kyler and, and his dad as well. And so that's what I'm getting at, you know, and, and uh, you know, hopefully, I'm really hoping that when you look at my dad that you don't see a lot of resemblance between me and him. You know, I'm trying to, to work on that as much as possible, but, uh, but you know, there are going to be definitely some characteristics that you're going to see in me and in him, and Nikki has told me that I can't escape it. He's my dad, and I'm going to look like him somewhat. And, uh, and you know, and I... I'm seeing more and more of that all the time up top and uh, <laughs> other places as well. So uh, y'all pray for me in that part. But anyway, uh, uh, you know, son is going to represent his father. So, like I said, man is made in the likeness of God. God created man and designed him to, the, to possess and to display the marks of his creator, just as a son resembles his father. And... Um, you know, so that in that sense, we have been made in the likeness of God. Uh, we were made in His image in the sense that we represent Him to the world, but we're made in His likeness in the sense that, that we are to resemble Him, resemble His character, resemble how He would act or how He would speak or the things that He would do. And uh, so that's how we are uh, in His likeness. We're made to resemble uh, three things. First of all, God's qualities. What are some of the qualities that we're to resemble in God? Number one should be what? Love. love. Is that what you said? Love. Number one, love. We ought to resemble God's love to the world, to each other. What are some other qualities that we're to resemble God in? Compassion. Compassion. Okay. Kindness. Kindness. Mercy. Mercy. Patience. All right. Long suffering. Mm -hmm. Think of any other qualities we're to resemble him in? All right. We're to resemble his characteristics. Uh, qualities, characteristics, they may uh, seem kind of similar, but. Uh, we're, we're, you know, his character, the, the type of, of uh, person that he is. He is a person, uh, the type of person he is, ought to be resembled by us. 
And of course, uh, you know, one of those things that could fall under, under qualities uh, or characteristics, but I think re- representing his or resembling his holiness uh, is something that, that we are to, uh, to be resembling to the world as well. So what I'm saying is, is that as we are in the world, okay, we're made in his image and in his likeness. So as we're in the world, all right, as we're, you know, at work or just, just wherever we are, even at home, okay, we, we don't need to just represent God out in the world, do we? Even at home, anywhere that we are, uh, we are to represent God, be a representative of him, all right, in every way. We're made in his image. But at the same time, we are also to resemble God to the world, meaning that if a person knows some things about God, there's, there's some lost people that you work with, they couldn't quote you one verse out of the Bible, but they can tell you some things about God. God is supposed to be loving. God is supposed to be merciful. God is supposed to be kind. God is supposed to be uh, long-suffering, as it was pointed out. Uh, you know, God is, God is supposed to be holy. You know, He's supposed to be sinless. He's supposed to be all of those things, all right? So they know these things about God, about what God is supposed to be. You got something? I, I think one thing we overlooked is forgiving. Forgiving, right, okay. So God is forgiving, exactly. All, uh, most all of those are extensions of His love. And, uh, and so they know all these things about what God is supposed to be, even if they don't believe in God. They know what God is supposed to be, all right? So they see this, they have this image of what God is supposed to be, this, uh, this, this picture of God, and then they look at you. Do they see a resemblance between you and your father? Are they finding some things that you have in common with him? Are you loving? Are you forgiving? Are you kind? Are you patient? See what I mean? All right? So again, as his image, we represent him, but we're also to resemble him in his likeness. We're made in his likeness. We're to resemble our Heavenly Father. And so what needs to happen is uh, the more, more time we spend with God, the more of him that's going to rub off on us. Now you take a, you take a biological father and a biological son, and uh, and you split them apart. You put this son with another family. There are going to be some some characteristics. It may be his face, some things like that that are going to resemble his dad. But who's he going to act like? He's going to act like whoever raised him, right? He's going to take on their characteristics, take on their way of life, all right, and they're not going to resemble us. So if he, if he had the same time with his father, then some of those things aren't going to rub off. You're not going to see all those similarities. So the same is true with us. Uh, we are made in God's likeness, but we're raised in a sinful world. We've been raised in a, in a wicked, wicked world, all right? And the world has rubbed off on us. It's rubbed off on us a lot. And so in order for us to, to truly resemble God and truly be in his likeness means that we're going to have to start spending more time with our Father and let some of that stuff rub off on us. Does that make sense, everybody? I hope it does. Sounded good in my mind. Uh, but, but it's true. I mean, uh, that's, that's how we are to represent and to resemble him. We're made in his image and we're made in his likeness. Adam was created to resemble God, and so are we. Third thing I want to talk about is the fact that we were made to respect his authority. The word God uh, used every single time here in Genesis chapter 1. Uh, I know just about every time I've preached from Genesis chapter 1, I've told you this, but I think it's so important to know 
the names of God all mean different things. They all uh, signify different things to us. And this is the name Elohim, uh, which translated, uh, you know, of course, is God, uh, but it also it symbolizes three. It symbolizes a uh, unity or, or three strong ones. Uh, three and one, you know, that we kind of uh, get part of our doctrine of the Trinity out of that name itself. Elohim is the all-powerful one who has revealed himself to man through the mighty works of his hands. Uh, Elohim was the one who uh, did, you know, of course, it's all God, but that name was used as he was working those, uh, those wondrous works there in Egypt uh, when he did all things. He, he had authority over all of those false gods. He had authority over all the natural things that were going on on the earth. He, he was the authority over all things, the God. He is the one who, as creator and father, is to be followed because he is the authority over his creation, including us. God is the supreme authority over all life, over all living beings. And that, of course, as I said, includes man as well. He has the power and the authority to create life according to his own purpose. And he has the power and the authority to destroy those things who reject his purpose. Think about hell. Hell seems like a terrible place, doesn't it? And people wonder, how can a loving God send people to hell? We have to realize He is loving. Matter of fact, He's loved us so much, He made a way for us through Christ. He sent His only begotten Son. Whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The only thing He requires of people is to be obedient to His Word and to believe, to trust Christ as Savior. Hell is created for those that are unrepentant and who are rebellious. So yes, He is loving, but He's also just. He's also holy. And He has the power and the authority to do whatever He wills, and we don't have the authority to question that either. Adam was created to recognize and to respect God as His authority. And so what I'm saying is that God wants us to respect His authority as well. How do we respect His authority? Of course, uh, we do that by obeying His Word. Um, you know, God put, put us here on the earth. He, he made us in His image. He made us in His likeness. Uh, we were to represent and resemble Him in all things. But He didn't just assume that we were going to figure out how to do that. He, he didn't just leave us on our own to try to figure all that ourselves. He gave us the Word. He gave us His Word, and, and uh, you know, He commands us to obey His Word, to love His Word, to respect His Word, and to follow what His Word has to say. So how do we respect God? How do we respect His authority? By obeying His Word. This is where we find His authoritative Word. It's, it's where we find His commands. It's where we find what we are supposed to do. And so really the only way that we can obey God is by obeying His Word. The only way we can obey His Word is by knowing what it says. If we respect God's authority, we will also respect and fulfill His purpose for us. And if not, of course, then we are choosing to rebel, and we will suffer the consequences. Not exactly, I'm not talking about hell, exactly. Uh, for those that, of course, disobey His word and don't trust Christ as Savior, you know, we know what's going to happen. But we have, we're going to have consequences as well. If we, don't, if we do not obey God, if we don't obey His word, if we're not representing Him and resembling Him in the world as we should... Uh, making, you know, glorifying Him and, and who He is uh, by the things we say and do, then uh, there's going to be consequences for that. Ecclesiastes 12, verses 13 and 14. 
says this, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it is uh, it be good or whether it be evil. Where fear God means to fall down before Him, recognize Him as King, recognize Him as authority. Our whole duty as people is to fear God and to keep His commandments. Being made in God's image gives us responsibility then. If we think about being made in His image, being made in His likeness, we have responsibility. We cannot live life as, there, as if there's no purpose except our own because there's a God who made us, who loves us, and who has a purpose for our lives. As Christians, we especially should be considering what it means to represent, to, represent, uh, to resemble the Lord. And so in Christ, as we said before, in Christ we truly can live in His image and in His likeness. So I'll ask you again, what does it mean to be made in the image of God? Sounding a whole lot like it did before we started. What does it mean to be made in His image? Very simply. To represent God, right? What does it mean to be made in His likeness? I don't have my hearing aids in, so you're going to have to speak louder. Somebody beside Tiffany tell me what the difference is. You're doing a great way back there, a great job back there, by the way. I'm not coming down on you. What does it mean? What's the difference between being made in his image and being made in his likeness? An ambassador, what does he do in another country? He represents it. Does he resemble America? No. He doesn't look like America. Right? But he represents America. All right? But a father, a son, resembles his father. You see what I mean? So there is a difference between representing and, and resembling. And that's just what I was trying to get across. At being made in his image, we represent God. Uh, and the way you know, and the way that we behave and represent Him, and the fact that we are to be, uh, we are to take care of this planet. We are to, we are overseers uh, of, uh, of His creation, <clears throat> and so we represent Him uh, in those aspects. But we resemble Him through our behavior, through our character, and things like that. All right. Well, I'm going to shut down tonight, unless anybody has any other comments or questions. make discussion time very difficult if you don't talk. I like discussion. 
discussion brings out questions, and it brings up, uh, you may ask questions somebody else wondering as well, so please, don't, uh, don't be silent. All right, any other word before we dismiss? Thank you all. I hope you're not actually as confused as you look. Right? You can smile every once in a while, too. It's okay. All right. Did y'all get a nap today at all? Nobody? Did y'all eat some persimmon for a snack? Okay. Let's stand. Good to see everybody. Uh, let's do remember each other in prayer. Um, let's, let's keep in mind that we are, whether we understand or not, representatives, and we do resemble God in the world. And uh, so let's keep that in mind, and uh, let's do our best to do that as we, uh, as we go to work tomorrow, as anything that we do. All right? Next week we'll move on, uh, continuing on, we'll probably go on over to uh, chapter 2 of the book of Genesis. So if you want to be looking at that, uh, we're still talking about Adam and Eve, but different aspects about them. So uh, next week we'll be over in Genesis chapter 2. All right, let's go ahead and dismiss. Thank everybody uh, for your attendance and your attention as we dismiss in prayer for the day. Please. Lord God,